Good morning, City Church. It is Wednesday, April 1st. I am not going to April fool you this morning. That seems like a very cruel thing to do. Um, so today is the start of a new month. Um, start of a new month, and the last month may have seemed like the longest month of your life. Um, I've seen, you know, the the jokes and memes going on around about, um, um, you know, I've lived through five decades or whatever, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and March of 2020. So um, I know that uh, where we are, a lot of us, this was a long month. And flipping over the calendar, it looks a lot like we have uh, probably a long way to go. Um, so again, we're going to um, spend some time, uh, just a couple minutes here in Scripture. And then we are going to um, use that, meditate on that for a bit, and turn that into prayer together. Um, so if you're not driving or doing something with your hands right now and you want to grab a pause this and grab a Bible, I'm going to read from John chapter 21, John chapter 21, uh, verses 15 through uh, verses 15 through 20 or so. And this is happening just after um, Jesus has resurrected. And Jesus uh, is appearing for the third time to his disciples. And this time we get a look at Peter, who re you remember, uh, Peter denied Christ three times before he was um, crucified. And now this is sort of Jesus's reinstatement of Peter or um, reinforcing his love for Peter. This is what um, John writes in John chapter 21. When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said to him. You know that I love you. Feed my lambs, he told him. A second time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, he said to him. You know that I love you. Shepherd my sheep, he told him. He asked him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved that he asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep, Jesus said. Truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you would tie your belt and walk wherever you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will tie you and carry you where you don't want to go. He said this to indicate by what kind of death Peter would glorify God. After saying this, he told him, follow me. So Peter turned around and saw the disciple Jesus loved following them, the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and asked, who is the one that is going to betray you? And when Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about him? If I want him to remain until I come, Jesus answered, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So this rumor spread to the brothers and sisters that hit this disciple, the disciple Jesus loved, would not die. Yet Jesus did not tell him that. But instead, if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? And that is the word of the Lord from John chapter 21. Um, now, in this time, I have some things that I've noticed are changing about church um, that, I th that I hope will have some permanence to them. Um, one thing, for example, uh, you know, we put out a, uh, we're putting out the sermon on video and uh, this pat the first week, the sermon audio was uh, had some spottiness in it. 
um, as we're learning how to do that. And, and the second week, this, this past Sunday, uh, the sermon video was darker than normal, uh, darker what, than what we wanted it to be. And um, my first thought typically is, no, we've got we to gotta get that right. And we do try to get it right. But I've also noticed that people in this time are not concerned about the church's excellence. Like you're not looking for whoever is playing, um, whoever happens to be playing the guitar or singing or leading the singing in your um, home worship gathering. You're not looking for them to be really good at music. Um, you're not making fun of pushing play on a YouTube like you would if we were all gathered in church. Like we expect a different level of excellence now. It's not the same to us. In fact, sermon series um, that. Uh, you know, sermon series, maybe uh, in mega churches that would use a, a sort of big set, um, that stuff kind of seems silly now. It, it just doesn't seem to fit uh, the day. There was a, a church that I know that last year, I think last year during March Madness, they put up a big basketball court. Um, and no comment on what I thought about that last year. But definitely now that it just seems so trite and out of step because God has stripped back through this. God has stripped uh, through this. Um, what we're experiencing in this pandemic has stripped back some things of the church. Um, one of the things that Americans in particular are um, really, really in love with is our freedom and our individualism. And we are losing some of that now. Um, unless, unless you are living by yourself, you are forced to be with other people all the time now in your home. Um, and you don't have the freedom to go and do what you want to do. And what I think the Lord is doing through this is sort of like when you turn off your, um, when you have an update on your computer and you turn your computer off in order to sort of, um, upgrade so that you have the new operating system or what have you when you turn it back on. And when you turn your computer back on, if it's a significant upgrade, your computer operates in a whole different kind of way. And there are sort of new features um, to explore and hopefully things, hopefully the idea is that things run smoother on your computer. I think what is happening now for the church and honestly, what I think will be for our culture as well is a sort of reboot a sort of starting over. Um, what we just read in John was a reboot for Peter that turned into a reboot of the church. And you can kind of see in the character of Peter um, in the Gospels and in Acts, you can see a sort of small pattern of the church. Peter, before um, the resurrection, you know, Peter was very uh, sort of individualistic. I have my way. I want to be close to Jesus. Here's what I want to get from Jesus. I want to make sure I'm in on all the action. If you flip over and you read just the first, you know, four or five chapters of Acts, you find Peter where he was denying Jesus and he was running and afraid before. Now Peter is very bold, is preaching the gospel, is not, is not afraid to be arrested or die. And that all comes from this reboot moment that we read in John 21 where Jesus reaffirms his love for Peter and Jesus allows Peter to reaffirm his love for Christ. At the same time, Jesus reaffirms his mission, shepherd my sheep, 
feed my lambs. And then that statement that I just think so fits the moment that we are in. You, when you were younger, you would tie your belt and walk wherever you wanted, Jesus said. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will tie you and carry you where you don't want to go. This is a loss of that individual freedom. This is a loss of Peter's ability to decide what he's going to do and when he's going to do it. And we see right after that, some of the immaturity of Peter come out to say, um, well, hey, if it's got to be that way with me, it's got to be that way with everybody. Because he points to John and he said, well, what about that guy right there? Is he going to have to suffer? And Jesus tells him, I deal, I call people to different callings and you don't need to worry about what I'm calling you to. So in this time of reboot, I think individually, this is an opportunity for a reboot for all of us. Um, we are having a lot of the things that we are attached to, the idols that we worship are being exposed, our inability to sit in quiet, um, our inability to, uh, divorce rates are up in China. I just read that today. Um, that's coming to the United States because the more people are not able to get away from each other, there's no, like the, our levels of escape are, they're all leaving us, you know, sports, uh, um, sports are out the window right now. And so a lot of things that people escape to aren't there and that's that's bringing up conflict that's bringing up conflict inside of people um, and in couples and so what we're having is a kind of reboot we are having a kind of moment right now where God is saying to us you thought that you could decide where you wanted to go but I'm telling you there is coming a time where you will not be able to express all of the sorts of freedoms that you have now. And we're experiencing that right now. But the beautiful thing is you get to the end of John and you can flip over to Acts and the, the um, apostle Peter that comes out the other side of this is beautifully bold and loving and thoughtful and gentle and uh, courageous and mission focused and deeply loves Jesus and people. Um, the church that comes out the other side of this is the same way. And so what I am calling us to church is to see the reboot that is happening now in our church, um, in the church worldwide, really. And let's not try to get back to normal. Let's Look and keep our eyes open for what has God really called our church to be, not only in this moment, but even in future days as we emerge from this moment. What is God rebooting us to be? Well, how is he reaffirming his love for us in this time? At the same time, he reaffirms our calling. What is he calling us to stretch out our arms and take some of our freedoms away so that we actually paradoxically become more free just like Peter did in the book of Acts and so let's spend some time now in prayer and that's what I'd like us to pray through today what is this reboot what is God calling us to as a church what will stay about this moment that will continue to echo through our church even as this pandemic leaves us and so let's be silent together and then I'll lead us in a prayer Our Father, when you decide to change us, 
we do not want to get back to normal. And we don't want for the church universal or, or city church to just get back to normal. Um, Father, we, we want to press in to how you're changing us now and who you want us to be when we come out the other side. We want to grab hold of what you are calling us to be. Not to look to the left or the right. What are you calling other churches to be? Not to point like Peter did. Are you going to do the same thing to them that you did to us? God, we want to lean in to the sort of reboot that you're doing to our system. Will you show us that? Will you help us to see what you are calling us to? And help us to embrace that not only now, but in the future. Thank you, Father, for the work that you are doing in each one of us individually and in us together as a church in this community. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.